What's up, YouTube and Welcome to Lords of the Long Box, special edition of Lords of the Box Office, as we're going to do what we like to do, and we're going to spoil the hell out of Avengers Endgame. Uh, if you haven't seen the movie, I don't know why. Uh, I believe half the population of Earth has seen the movie uh, more than once. Yeah. Uh, so if you haven't already seen Avengers Endgame and you don't want to hear spoilers, uh, go watch something else. But if you haven't seen it and you don't mind, we're going to spoil the crap out of it. We're going to kind of do our kind of thing and go through it in chronological order. And we'll talk about what happens in the movie, all the big scenes, what our favorite parts are. And at the end, we will give our CDC grade. Um, I got my boy Otto from the Grotto. Say what's up to the party people. What is up to all my Autobots out there? That's right. We're here to spoil the hell out of this movie. If you're living in a cave and you haven't seen it, I don't know why you haven't seen this movie yet because it is three hours of Marvel uh cinematic universe greatness it was just absolutely fantastic and remember the infinity gauntlet still lives here in the grotto all right so i hold the power all right. <laughs> well, well, you thank you everybody good night yeah that's it <laughs> thank you Suck my dick. good night all right uh our man just aka nemesis prime aka justin i said that backwards say what's uh, up what's going on everybody man Otto, i think i was gonna get snapped out of that uh conversation that's if right you you that. that's right damn it feels like it's been so long it's only literally been uh like fuck less True. than a week since this came out but it yep. seems like it's been out just to build up everything uh shout out to everybody in the live chat uh gold gauntlet comics was there early but you're still there swagger not 88 bruce zayas stay puff from buddy from instagram brian wilson mr unknown comics guy sergio morales kratos 99 rj taylor um, shout out. First of all, our show is sponsored by KRSComics.com. Go to KRSComics.com. Use the discount code of L-O-T-L-B, Lords of the Long Box, to get 10% off any KRS Comics exclusives. They always got some cool shit on there. Also, big announcement. Finally, if you follow me on Instagram and Facebook, uh, our show is sponsored by the TheGeekySwagShop.com. Use the discount code of L-O-T-L-B to get 15% off anything in the TheGeekySwagShop.com, which now finally includes Lords of the Long Box shirts. Not this Hell one yeah. in particular. This is oh, a mock-up of it, but the much better one is at the geekyswagshop.com. Go to their website. We have, a, we have our own special section. If you go by a browser, it's at the very top. Go to L-O-T-L-B. If you're using your mobile device, it's on the left-hand side. Go to the bottom, L-O-T-L-B. We have shirts in white, blue, and black. Uh, the price is shipped, so it's $25 shipped. So you don't have to worry about additional shipping costs. But if you use the discount code of L-O-T-L-B, I'd used it earlier. Gorilla City comes out to about $21 shipped for a shirt, which is pretty yeah, darn good, man. Very nice, so, guys. Now, white is a shirt that I've never had the color in. I've only, always had them in blue and black. So now you get a third option. And, and before, I was never able to get it to pass a certain size. I got small all the way up to 4XL. 4X. 4X yeah. all our nice. big fans out there, literally and figuratively, um, that you can get them in 4XL. Uh, first off, Avengers Endgame is smashing the record books i believe every day it comes out it sets a new record yeah set the record from monday box office tuesday box office all kinds of crazy stuff uh i posted something on monday it did like 36 million which is more than the entire box office run of hellboys already and hellboy's been out for like 18 19 days oh poor hellboy oh yeah, but so. what did it do? Uh, sorry, RJ Taylor. We don't have any schmediums, but maybe if you get a medium and just dry the fuck out of it, maybe it'll yeah. get down to a schmedium. What's up to Javi Estrada? I think that's Javi. You don't pronounce the X on that. Rudy Sanchez. Um, so, yeah, man, uh, I saw 
Avengers Endgame. Well, let's, you know what? We actually have some news, man. We do have some news. You know, I tried to keep the show. We're just going to do Avengers Endgame. There was some huge news that dropped, man. Uh, let me just get right to it, man. First of all, um, it kind of went under the radar because there's this uh, Infinity, or Infinity Gauntlet, or excuse me, goddamn Endgame just devoured all uh news i was watching the damn baseball game and even the, the announcers are talking about did you see Endgame yet yeah it's epic and they went yeah. <laughs> you know this is a baseball they need something to talk about um this is not even the biggest news story of the week but this is pretty big uh deadlines reporting that phil lord and chris miller the guys that are behind uh uh spider-man into the spider-verse sign an exclusive deal and will develop nothing but spider-man universe tv series both animated and live action uh, oscar-winning writer directors producers phil lord and chris miller have signed a massive five-year overall deal with sony pictures television uh nobody is commenting but the value of the pact is believed to be in the nine figures so sony is like hey man we love what you guys did for yep. spider-man yep. into the universe so sony doesn't necessarily have a uh, a network right but what they can do is develop it and they'll sell it like they know what they do with other things, right? Sony Pictures is, you know, they can say, hey, what's up the ABC, CBS or Disney or whomever. I think maybe it'll land on something like Disney XD or anything, but it's going to be both live action and animated. I think, you know, people are going to now seeing the, hey, man, you know, all the streaming stuff. Why don't we do it? Right. I mean, what do you think? Is that a great idea? I mean, just more comic book stuff, right? More comic book stuff. And this goes back to when Spider-Verse came out, the minute they announced that there were two more movies as a comic book collector i went and grabbed all the spider gwens i can i just got if you watch the last three men in the basement shameless plug right there i've got my um <laughs> i got my peter porker spectacular uh spider ham first issue back and i think all these characters are here to stay you know spider-man noir this, um spider-man 2099 these characters are just going to keep developing and also somebody posted a pic at a local con where the entire family was dressed up as all the different characters. So you even had a Spider-Ham character. You had Spider-Gwen. You had that as Peter J. Parker, which was really cool. So now it's trying to, it's starting to cross generations of people from younger kids to older kids. And I knew this was going to happen. And I've been talking about this for a long time. And I'm really excited for this because as a comic book collector and as a Spider-Man fan, this is just more Spider-Man for you, you know? So I'm yeah. pretty excited for it. And the other big news of the day um, that... Uh, people are already talking about in there. Actually, our man uh, was talking about uh, Brian Wilson. There's I'm all in on a Hellstorm show. I would be too, but actually his name is Damien Hellstrom. A lot of people always confuse that, but uh, Hulu announced today that they will be doing a Ghost Rider and Damien Hellstrom with one L TV series strictly for hulu it's going to be based on if you don't know damon hellstrom was also known as son of satan obviously you know nowadays that doesn't play too well when you name it that way you know being it's a disney property but then he's always kind of gone away son of satan was this thing from the 70s when it was big in the horror comics marvel but now they're going to be doing him as the son of satan and the, i believe uh the verbiage on it was something uh, along the lines of him and his sister and in the comics you know what if you don't know how to spec, you should go spec on it now because he does have a sister and he does have a first appearance. The first, here's our your spec book of the week, Ghost Rider number one. You know why it combines the best of both worlds? You got a first issue of Ghost Rider and it's also the first appearance of Son of Satan, Damon Hailstrom. What do you think about that? You stoked for that for Hulu, Justin? 
Yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely going to be pretty cool. I mean, as far as I would say, yeah, CGI wise, I mean, you're going to see a lot of action. You're going to see a lot of de- you know, demonic stuff. So, I mean, as much as Hellboy flopped, I mean, that's the that's the realm that you're looking at, and that's definitely something that you haven't seen in really like the Marvel universe too much. So, yeah, I mean, and and before that, I mean, God, there was other news that dropped. Well, obviously, we were off. Were we off last week? Anyway, yeah, last week. Going, yeah, off last week we're off. But so we've been talking about this for a while now. Uh, Disney finally pulling up. And they have full ownership of, well, they have um, majority ownership of Hulu now. And so, remember, we're talking about where are these shows going to land? Where are these shows going to land? Maybe FX. And it looks like the more adult fare will be landing on Hulu since Marvel or Disney owns a majority share of Hulu now. So they already have Runaways on there. Uh, now you're going to get these, which I'm assuming are going to be a bit more adult oriented. Although Diego Luna, or what's his name? It's not Gabriel Luna. Excuse yeah. me. Diego Luna was in Rogue One. Uh, Gabriel Luna has already been back and he's going to be playing it. So it's going to be the Robbie Reyes version of Ghost Rider. But you right. got to figure Danny Ketch and uh, original Ghost Rider are going to pop up eventually. It's got to be, mm-hmm. right? But that, you know, Ghost Rider number one first, uh, Gabriel Luna, people expect him a little bit when he was on Agent of Shield. Arguably one of the best things of Agent of Shield was Ghost Rider. Right. I mean, yeah, even the graphics, yeah. everything when it was, he was pretty badass in that. So you're going to get the car, but you know, but this paves the way for the kind of dark side of the Marvel universe, man. You know, I can see blade fit right up in there. Yeah. This is really funny. I just want to take a, uh, you know, a rewind when Tim was talking, when Tebow was talking about this, you know, a year and a half ago with Robbie Reyes coming on agents of shield and stuff like that. When I was listening to the show, when I was a little young buck listening and, you know, being a fanboy, I gobbled up those Robbie Reyes ghostwriter books real quick. There's a bunch of variants. There's a Scotty young one. I snatched those up real quick uh, with the hopes of it. And then the shield, the shield, when he was on agents of shield, it was really, really good. And now that it's happening and as a comic book collector slash investor, I'm hoping I get a good return on these books if I decide to sell it. So those books, you can still probably get relatively cheap on eBay. I don't know what they're going for. So snatch them up now. And even the first appearance of Ghost Rider, that book, you know. That book has been hot for a minute. Marvel Spotlight number five. It's always been hot because it's kind of like the Moon Knight thing where they're just waiting for the other shoe to drop. And it got hot also when Robbie Reyes was uh, cast as in. And arguably, he would have stayed longer in Agent Shield. It was just too expensive for the show to put him in right. there. Because I mean, you got to yeah. admit that's some of the better CGI you've seen on TV on any right. show. Like uh, when you look at Flash and you're like, "Oh, look, land uh, shark, tiger shark." Oh man, yeah. that's kind of whack. Now that I think about it, you know, and, right. you know, some of the special effects on it. But they spent a lot of money on them. They just couldn't afford it. But they, they that, toward Agents of Shield, they kind of rid him out to wrote him out of the story to where he still existed, right? Uh, similar with Deathlock, right? Remember Deathlock? That was hot, but I think they misused that character. And actually, that dude ended up doing something else. So he's like, I can't be. I'm I'm gonna do a movie. Um, but that was why a bad decision on his part. When's the last time you seen Deathlock do something? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Always well, news, man. Always news. And uh, and of course, the main news that is just enveloped all of pop culture, pop entertainment, record books, everything you name it. Avengers Endgame. We finally, years and years, well, probably a year after Infinity War, of speculating, of misspeculating, um, everybody buying your black first appearance of Black Knights, first right. appearance of Annihilus, all those yep. great books to have. Micronauts, what else? You're speculating on them, and you were just really grasping for air. There was no quantum realm. We all talked about it, what the possibilities were. And you know what? For what the Endgame did, they kind of did a straight, straight story, you know? And it was... What I will give much credit to is the people who speculated the time, um, uh, the time jump 
and so actually there's a Twitter guy who actually called it. It was going to be a, a time heist movie. And this is what Avengers Endgame was. Right. Um, I saw it in 3D. The 3D was not distracting at all. I was dead center in an AMC prime theater with 3D glasses on. My girlfriend had to sit in the, <laughs> she, my lady had to sit in the second row. Cause you know, I was like, I'm going to go see it. She goes, I don't care. And then after a while she goes, I'm going to see it now. Um, shout out to Roman Curtis for the $5 super chat. We're going to oh, get yeah. to that in a second, man. So you guys bear with us. We're going to try to do it in chronological order. I've only seen it once. So I try to make uh, as copious notes as possible. I went through about 25 notes and I stopped. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> I have notes all the way up to the final battle scene. So, um, we're going to try to do this. So, um, the movie started off a lot like infinity war did where it just kind of cut to a really got a dark scene so shock i was shocked that it, it was that soon so the first scene we get is clint barton uh on house arrest and we get to see his daughter and we're like you already know what's gonna happen yeah. right you're already like mm -hmm. oh man is, is this really gonna happen so uh there's a cooler reference in there he's teaching his daughter uh lila whatever her name is how to shoot an arrow she hits the bullseye and he goes man i believe he says a real hot guy is that what he says? Yeah, I think yeah, so. I think he okay. Yeah, yeah. Really okay. So that's like your first callback. First of all, this movie has if you're this movie has tons of callback, um, fan service, if you will. Right. It, it it rewarded you if you've been a fan since the day one of Iron Man. Everything, even the Incredible Hulk, right? Even you know Thor, the Dark Wolf, for God's sakes. Um, then uh, we cut to the scene that we saw in the trailer: Tony Stark and Nebula, and this is another emotional moment in here and where he's you know, where he, they did this really cool thing with the cgi that they did to chris evans for captain america his first avenger where they didn't de they de they de-weighted him yeah right they, they like a crackhead they, right they made him gaunt you know he's 21 days out in space so yeah you know, you know. And so they're just kind of floating out there in uh this is rocket's old ship uh and just kind of floating out there and it's him and nebula so you gotta think he's gotta go crazy because nebula is just no sense of humor whatsoever no. what's funny he's teaching her how to play the the football game all you young kids don't know about this <laughs> man you all don't you know about this. Lunch. this is what we did in class when we didn't right. want to learn anything man well, you're so, sitting in the lunchroom and instead of being on your phones you would play this all day yeah that was that was like that was angry birds in fucking 1970s and 80s man yeah. you little tied up the little triangle football and you kick it through your partner's fucking thing right there uh what's funny is like nebula doesn't obviously know how to play games so she's just i just want to win right, right. So it was a nice scene mm -hmm. and then you get, we cut to the scene when iron man talking to his helmet is leaving a message uh for pepper pots um and you know they're running out of food and oxygen and you know and obviously nebula is not all human she doesn't need as much sustenance as tony does so there's a nice scene in there where tony's like offering her some food she goes no you you know you take it and then she right. kind of like uh bundles him up i thought that was really nice you're starting to see the what's left of the human side of nebula showing through right you know what i mean because after yeah. for a long time she was just hardcore robot parts and all this shit right. um and then they kind of drift off and he's telling her you know we only got like you know 40 48 hours of air left you know because you know they ran out of fuel so if you're There's if you run out of fuel in space your craft will just and help me out Otto. you're the teacher here your yeah. craft will continue to move it does not stop it that's is right the you're, you're... momentum of gravity and things around it that's how it works so they're just floating in space it's really hard to tell if you're in all a pitchback space and it's moving you're not going to be able to tell anyway yeah you're not really going to think you're moving too fast or moving too yeah. far or anything like that and you're i think this there. part we guessed too was that uh captain marvel shows up big shiny ass yep uh and mm -hmm. she's got the short hair from the comics i love that hair too i'm, I'm digging it all right i like that um, too 
And then uh, let me see. I I think believe the next scene immediately after that is um is uh Captain Marvel bringing the ship down to Avengers headquarters. Right. I, I, I believe there's talking before that though, right? Between yeah, I think there, there's a little bit of talking going on in the headquarters, and then they come out to see her, you know, flying with the ship, very Superman-esque, you know, yeah. um, you know, bringing the craft down and landing it, just very cool. And Justin, as, as a Captain Marvel fan, you must be going nuts over that. No, it was great to see her with the short hair. I mean, I didn't expect that at all. So, yeah. What was dope is, so I do believe we didn't know Pepper Potts was there. Until right. like if you remember the trailer, we're like, did they CGI somebody out? I don't think yep. they CGI'd anybody out because Pepper Potts, we didn't see Pepper Potts. Do you see Tony Stark like come down and then they all greet and it was nice? Ah, nice and emotional moment to see Tony and Pepper Potts reunite. Um, and then they got to the Avengers headquarters, and Tony Stark is damn right loopy. He is yeah. got, he is a little bit crazy right now he's, after he's, being caught know, up in space for a while. Right. He's out in space, he's, he comes back down, he's you know, losing his he's out of his mind. You know, he starts calling we're not the Revengers, the Avengers. He's just going nuts. But I do want to say though, I really thought rescue, I thought it was gonna be Pepper out flying around in the rescue suit. Um, she was going to save him. So Captain Marvel, that was, you know, that was probably the the debatable one, but I really thought uh, it would be rescue. But then at that point I said to myself, well, maybe they won't show rescue. So, and I'm a fan of that character just because I think the armor is cool. And I think the evolution of the Iron Man costume is cool. So I had given up hope for rescue at that point. I just want to throw that out there. Well, I mean, I mean, you were rewarded pretty much really quickly. Yes, so yes, basically right. um, it's Captain America. And then there's another callback to age of Ultron where Tony Stark is really pissed off. He goes, I wanted to put armor or, or something all around the world. Yes. Right. And uh, right. we could have kept this from happening. We couldn't, you know, we could have kept this from happening. And then finally they do he almost passes out. So they get him on an IV drip so he can get his sustenance back. Right. Um, and then I believe rocket is there. Um, and rocket says, you know, captain, you know, first of all, captain Marvel's there. She doesn't really have an introduction, right? She just kind of nope. says, you know, where up. were you? We see the scenes in the trailer and then rocket says, I just detected the use of the stones. We can go find Thanos. We can track him down, right? So boom, cut right to it. Fucking, you see, this is, so for you comic book fans, uh, I forgot which run it was. Thanos is a gardener. There's a, it, it's, I don't know if it was part of, uh, it's, it came out in the Copper Age. I don't know if it's part of Infinity War or if it's Thanos called The End, where he's basically just Thanos the farmer. Uh, before he starts killing again. And that's what reminded me of him going through there. And he's still fucked up. Uh, but this time, you notice he's, really he's fucked more up. fucked up than when we last left him, right? At the end mm -hmm. of Infinity War, where pretty much it looks like his entire arm and up to here. And his, his arm looks like it's left high, lost half its mass. Yeah. M-A-S-S. -S. Um, and boom. Fucking Captain Marvel just comes in and out of nowhere and just slow booms him to the fucking ground and it kind of does a cutback to infinity where they all kind of grab him you know yep. multiple angles yeah yeah they still think he has a gauntlet and then he says Thanos basically tells him no i did yeah. what i had to do and i used the gauntlet to destroy the stones makes sense to me right he did right. he he got rid of half of existence and he destroyed the gauntlet and at that moment they all look like despair and then thor says Boom! Boom! Thor doesn't say nothing. Thor just comes up there and mops <laughs> out right for the head, and he just walk. And that's the walk-off home run right there. And yeah. holy shit, we get the title. All this happened before they dropped the Avengers Endgame title. Right. And wait, who says? Uh, who says uh, to Thor? He's like, "Why did you do that?" And he's like, "I went for the head." 
Right, yeah, right, I think right. it was Cap or Mer- uh, it was Cap or Rocket that said it. Or no, right. maybe Nebula, because remember Nebula was a bit emotional seeing her yeah. father die because it's all the we'll get to it later, but it's basically all the years above of just brainwashing her that she feels anything for her. Same thing with um Gamora uh, Gamora in Infinity War, where they think they killed him and she starts breaking down and crying. Remember when yeah. it was the Guardians? Oh, and, you know, Stone, yeah. yeah, and you know, she feels I mean you're like, why? But you know, it's this uh, it, it's Stockholm syndrome, right? You keep them prisoner, but then you show them any type of affection and, you know, they are bred that way or whatever. Um, so that's the opening scene cut to the credits. And then this is what we were that's, all waiting for, how the story is going to play out. Boom. Cut right. to five years later. So we finally get a time stamp of when this movie happens. So roughly it's 2020 to 2023. That's what's great about films that don't come out and just say, 2019 da, da, da. this way when you watch it 20 years from now it just says present day into the future or into the past you, you don't you don't have to put a time a date on it you know what i mean does that make yeah. sense no so absolutely it gives you it gives you that roundabout so, time yeah five years later and uh the world is still messed up there's some things that are said in the background did you hear about you know civilizations crumbling what's interesting to me is the shot of the empire um statue of liberty and it's surrounded by what looks like to be a ton of refugee boats, right? And it's kind yeah. of a, it's kind mm-hmm. of symbolic, right? Give us your huddled masses, what the Statue of Liberty stands for. Uh, and then we see Tony, or excuse me, Cap, in a support group. Right. Um, that's a callback to uh, the Winter Soldier, where right. Falcon is running a support group for soldiers with PTSD, and they're all telling their stories. This is another callback to that. So ba- and this is where we get our real first uh, cameos. I don't know if you guys notice this, but obviously the first one, the easiest one is, uh, I think it's Joe Russo. It's one of the directors of Avengers Endgame. He's the one that's talking. He's talking about, you know, finding, going out and dating again. Yep. And boom, that's your first gay character in the MCU, by the way. Uh, the bald-headed gentleman next to him with the goatee is the creator of Thanos. That was that's Jim right. Starlin. So, yeah. I caught it. I hope everybody I got, it. got it. Yeah. yeah. Can't that's miss right. Jim Starlin, the sweet goatee of his. That's it. I and mean, he he had a line though. He said one or two things. Yeah, right? he said, you know, it's finally yeah. got his due, man. He don't have he doesn't have to complain on social media anymore. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then cut to um, what uh, is a storage unit in San Francisco because it tells us it's in San Francisco. I don't know if you caught this, but the storage unit the van is in is six one six, which is the name of the Marvel MCU, right? Or excuse me, mm-hmm. the Marvel proper six one six universe. Did you guys right. catch that part? No, I got yeah, yeah, I did not. Yeah, so when you watch it again, the van that uh, the Ant-Man team used to get into the quantum realm is stuck in a storage unit space numbered 616. Um and uh major props out to the rat who has no name who pretty much saved the world. Save the rat, this <laughs> little rat like <laughs> Avengers have fallen. The Avengers have fallen and now this rat runs over the the the, the terminal and brings Ant-Man back out like if, yeah. that, if that rat was going somewhere else this would never have happened and then we get our second cameo our third cameo which is Ken Ken Jung who was from the Hangover and if, if you remember the Russo brothers always put members of the show community in their films mm-hmm. so that's the pie the last you know the, I don't know who's left but it was in uh Civil War and I know for sort of Winter Soldier, I don't know if there was anybody from Community that was in uh, Infinity War, but there, Kim Jong was in it. Kim Jong obviously was in, Ken Jong was obviously in um, Community as well. Um, so that was another callback. I mean, there's a ton of them. I, I mean, I, I saw it once, so a lot of this I had to depend on the internet, but I definitely recognize um, that one. 
Uh, yeah. Ant-Man reappears, and we kind of get the idea of destruction that he's been through. He kind of walks around, he sees missing signs, and he goes to what I know, and maybe uh, my, our man, King of the Golden State, knows, is Golden Gate Park, uh, which is typically a big grassy area. There's some park picnic benches, and it's right underneath the Golden Gate Bridge, Golden Gate Park, and it's full of tombstones. So immediately, Scott Lang is freaked out. He's looking for his daughter's name. He's looking right. for anybody's name on there. And what's interesting, he comes, he finds his name. So he's like, what? That really threw him off. And then later on, we find out um, Ant-Man uh, finds out he's dead. So, you know, he does what his smart thing does. He goes to Avengers headquarters. And that's our funny part where they're like, is that, you know, they say, wait, is that? Because they think Scant Lang is dead. Because this is where we get the scene with uh, Black Widow talking to all the members, right? We get to see Rocket. Mm -hmm. And she's like saying, what do you guys been doing? And they're, you know, and this is where we get the call. We, we get the, it may be or may not be. A reference to Namor. What do you guys think? Yeah, I, I, it could it's be. It's pretty loose. It's pretty loose. So we get yeah, yeah, we get War Machine saying there's earthquakes underwater. She's right. Like, well, what did you check? He goes, there were earthquakes water underwater. What do you want right. me to do? It's an earthquake. What do you want me to do? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So you you could reach for that. It's okay if you did, but you know it gives you hope though. It gives you hope yeah. that maybe that's where we're going to talk about it. And you know the Russo brothers are great at, at going at this. We're going to talk about stuff that. They planted, you know, from the beginning. From you the beginning, I don't know. I mean, I remember when the Incredible Hulk came out, the one with Ed Norton. Yeah. Um, and uh, and there was a scene where, but the Hulk is with the uh, what's her name? Uh, what the fuck is her name? I forgot. Isn't her name already? I always think Jane Foster now. But anyway, his girlfriend. And they're on a rock when the Hulk escapes and there's like thunder and lightning yeah. and everybody goes, that's Thor. But this is very pretty specific though. Why would they bring up, you know, anything like that? So maybe it's alluding to something. And if there's the Namor movie that's announced at Sunday, San Diego WonderCon, San Diego Comic-Con, you're going to go back to that moment and say, I told you. So yeah, but right, you know exactly. like I've always said, man, Namor has been specking like crazy the last year. Somebody knows something yep. at Marvel Studios, and they tell a friend, they tell a friend, and these guys are comic collectors, so it may be more true than you think, man, because somebody knows something, and that guy buys up, and somebody else says, look, you know what reminds me of? The scene in Trading Places, where the two old guys are trying to cheat the stock market, and people yeah. around them go, hey, man, they know something. Let's go buy the same thing they're buying. Yeah. That's how comic book speculation works, that's man. Right. I'm just saying that it happens with the variants. Comic book speculation is just like the old guys in trading places. <laughs> go get it, go get it now. All right, let me say shout out to some more people. Our buddy JLS Comics, King of the Gold State, holding it down with the wrenches. Uh, zero 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 is here. Thank you for we having a really odd name, but that was yeah. good. Dr. Manchu in the house. Thank you again for showing up, comic book brother. Uh, Rudy Sanchez, AG Surfer, our friend, Alfred83 Comics from NY Warriors in the house, Amazing Murfinator from Bastin. Uh, we got a good 50, 60 people in here. We saw Discovery uh, Bay in there for a little bit. Yeah, shout out to Discovery Bay for doing shout out as again. Um, so Lang explains to the Avengers that it's been five years, but he rough, I, I forgot if he said it was five hours or eight hours, but he goes, Look, I was in a quantum realm and it was only five hours. And then immediately right. he goes, look, time works differently in the quantum realm. We can maybe go back in time and, and, and figure this out, you know, but I'm not smart enough to do it, essentially, is what they're saying. Mm -hmm. uh, and the only person alive that can is Tony Stark. So cut to Tony Stark and his daughter, another great scene. And then, boom, Otto, you get your little moment there, right? You get to see right. the rescue helmet with Pepper Potts for the first yeah, time. Yeah, right. The daughter's wearing it. She's running around with it. 
you know, the, 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 the daughter is there and he's, you know, out and he's not even, he's at a lake house. He's got everything he wants. You know, he's lived his life. He's, you know, he's done what he's had to do. He saved New York city. He's living with the consequences, but ultimately his life is going on. He has made the best of what he has. He now has a daughter, him and Pepper it's, together. Let's say everybody's moved on because it's been five years and they're like, there's yeah. nothing. Because after the Infinity Stones were destroyed by Thanos, everybody has gotten into, and Tony Stark has accepted it, you know, more so than others, I would say, as, yeah. we, as we go through the story. Um, because they talk to Tony and Tony's like, look, man, there's nothing we can do, you know, right. you know, time travel, you know, that's ridiculous. Right. You know, so right. they talk about all this and it goes, you know, with the quantum realm. And then, so at that point they're like, look, there's only one other person that we know that is, you know, smart enough to do this. And then we get to see smart Hulk for the first time, professor Hulk, another spec book. If you want to spec on it, the first time you see there is a professor Hulk first appearance. Look, I'm too lazy to go look at all these up. You should have known already. Right. If uh, as soon Justin as you saw that book, Justin, yeah. what is it? Is it the Hulk 377? Yeah, I think it's the 377, oh, yeah. the green cover. You know, yeah. oh, that book is already fucking expensive yeah. as hell. Yeah. So this is not like you know, uh, just Hulk or Mister Fixit or any of those guys. This is actually Professor Hulk. This right. is full on, you know, Banner Brain and Hulk body. Um, so you know, it's a funny little moment between you know Hawkman or uh, Ant Man and Hulk, and kids are taking selfies and they go, "We want to take a picture." And Ant Man, there, the kids are like. No, <laughs> no, we don't know who you are. Big little guy. You know, yeah. it's so funny when when uh, Hulk was at the table and he's eating the food and it looks so small in his hands and stuff like this. And what I really liked about it is, is this gave us a version of um, Mark Ruffalo where you see him finally acting as the Hulk. You know, you had him as Banner. You had him, you know, when he was a big giant Hulk, you know, he kind of raged out. You didn't get to see much of his acting prowess as a Hulk. But here, the way they did the CGI and, you know, kind of melded him into it. I really liked it. You know, I thought it was good. I didn't think I was going to dig it, but the more and more I'm thinking about it, I'm kind of, I was kind of liking it, you know? Yeah. He's more charismatic as the, as the professor Hulk, because I mean, every time you usually see him as, as just Bruce Banner, he's always with Tony and he's always scared to do something. Or, I mean, he's, you know, just coming out of being Hulk form and it's just, it's not what it usually is. So him to actually, like you said, Otto, him actually acting was very, you know, very good, just a charismatic, being funny with the kids and being able I to- I think the technology more. finally caught up to allow that level yeah. of mocap in his face to show expressions, right? I think that's yeah. really probably why they're able to do it now and they can go forward to doing it if Universal ever uh, lets them do a full-on solo movie. Uh, shout out to Bueller's with Comics in the house. John's Comics with Kids from the Comic Core representing. So we got some Bueller's, some Comic Cores, Macedon Comics and Collecting. Everybody's coming on. I hope you've already seen it. If not, giant spoiler alert. <laughs> There's a funny meme out there like, people are like man for two weeks people are like saying no spoilers for uh avengers endgame and then the night of uh fucking game of thrones that shit is spoiled all over the place right <laughs> people got into fights over this right like yeah. you saw like there was like articles that like guys were getting somebody like decided to spoil it and it was like a fight in a Some restaurant crazy dude in china yeah, just was went in outside that. the theater and was started yelling at the spoilers and he got dealt with i don't you know i don't promote violence but the threat of violence always solves a lot of things so you know you get punched in the mouth it stops you from doing a lot of shit right. that's so, all i'm so saying what were you gonna say there was something no i thought i thought i saw an article about someone getting out you know being hospitalized uh, <laughs> i think that was that chinese yeah. dude in china man 
Yeah, was it a woman? But was it in China? Or was it in America? No, no, no. Like... So the other one is a, a somebody who got so emotional they hyperventilated oh, and okay. had to call yeah. uh, par, uh, paramedics. Crazy. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm just saying, man. 22 movies in 10 years. Uh, there's a lot of people that have a lot of emotional investment in this. Yes. You know what I mean? And that's right. why there's things are so. Some people, I don't care about spoilers, and other people, no, no, no. I want to see how this plays out. This has been 10 years of my fucking life, and I will just mm -hmm. give you a primer of how it affected me is FX was showing a marathon. Like I saw it Saturday, late Saturday afternoon. So FX all day Saturday was showing a marathon of, uh, I saw Captain America, the first Avenger and I count Captain America, uh, civil war, perfect movies to see right before this. And I will tell you why in a second, because I thought they were great notes. I mean, basically, um, as we go through the story, so they talked to Hulk. Hulk said, I, I think I can figure this out. It's not my forte, but we'll figure it out. So we get some yeah. funny scenes with like, you know, Ant-Man going back and forth in time. At that point, I think Hulk and Rocket, they say, I think we can figure this out. We need to start recruiting some people. So Hulk and Rocket head off to New Asgard, which is in uh, Turnsburg or something, I want to say. It's yeah. a real village yeah, that's in, in Norway. And uh, this is uh, something that nobody saw coming. This is uh, Marvel marketing using their CGI to their best abilities by removing Fat Thor from any piece of promotional material on here. So Rocket, they head to New Asgard and we see uh, Hulk and Korg, uh, member from that. And what I like to call the big Thorowski. That's forever yeah. dubbed now the big Thorowski because he's got the cardigan and everything. Uh, we get some funny scenes with Korg, they're eating pizza and, you know, Thor is just like, fuck it. I give up, man. I'm going to drink lots and lots of beer, eat yeah, lots well, and lots of pizza. He was, I really, you know, I'd bring it back to when, you know, Miss um, Marvel was there and Thor was really going through like some PTSD. Like this is where I think was very important because go, when he first, you know, he was just sitting there. He was mad. He was angry. He was just, you know, he should have went for the head. I think he was putting the weight of the world on this, of this impact on his shoulders and now, you know, we go into this and he's pretty much given up. He's like, screw it. I'm just going to get drunk and play Fortnite, you know, with Korg yeah. and mm. the other guy. So, so it, Thor and both cat Thor and Tony Stark are probably the most mentally scarred from this, right? Yeah. Because Thor was like, I should have went for the head. And Tony Stark is, is still, you know, reeling from, I mean, there's a scene where Tony Stark sees the picture of him and Peter Parker. So, yeah. you know, in fall, it feels like he's responsible because remember, he brought in Peter Parker into his world, right? He recruited him to help him fight in civil war and everything else. You know, he kind of feels like he's, you know, and what, and there's a nice payoff scene at the, at, at the very end for the emotional uh, payoff on that. And, you know, forgive me if we're bouncing around, these parts are, they're all there, but they may not be in perfect sequential order. Um, so basically they recruit Hulk, excuse me, uh, they get Hulk, they get Thor, uh, Black Widow goes and gets Ronan in a badass fucking scene with Ronan going through Tokyo, slicing motherfuckers up left and right. <laughs> right. You know, about time we see him do something. You know, he's just not badass beating people up with a bow. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, we've seen like 27 seasons of Arrow just beating people up with a bow. It gets boring after a while. Right. Uh, but he's slicing up ninjas, and that Japanese dude is actually a big uh, time Japanese actor. He was in um, Wolverine. Um, the Wolverine Origins, whatever the one the Wolverine movie where he goes to Japan. To Japan, right? Yeah, he was yeah. actually in that movie. He's also in the movie The Last Samurai. Plays a I badass. His name is Henry Sonata or something like that. He's been in dude. He's been there's he's been doing ninja samurai movies since like the eighties, um, in Japan. So uh, it was nice to see that you know they, this this cast was incredible. When you see the rolling credits, you're just like, what? Yeah. Um. So Black Widow kind of talks Hawkeye at snap. You know, he's like for five years. I think earlier. 
um, War Machine alludes to it right before she goes out to get him that, man, he's just been killing people. I've been killing bad guys. I mean, uh, I believe right before that, he was in Mexico taking out a cartel. cartel. So now he's in Japan taking over the Yakuza. If you imagine half the world is, is gone, that means the CD underworld is taking advantage of things around the world. Right. Because right? there's no police force. Half of it is decimated. So the criminals are going to try to do what they can to get over. Right. And the Avengers are thinking, no, this is not our thing. Been a perfect time for the defenders to come out there to help out. But, yeah. you know, we don't <laughs> see the defenders at all. So there's another reason for that as well. Um, what's cool is, um, well, we'll get to that in a second. So they finally. Hawkeye's one of volunteers for the test because Ant-Man just says he's too nervous. He can't he can't do it. So Hawkeye yeah. doesn't. We get a really nice emotional scene where Hawkeye travels back to his old farmhouse and his family's still alive. Right. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like he's just about to go and see his daughter again, but they zap him back. Right. I think he was going to be like, no, I, you know, I want to hug my family, my daughter and everything. But he takes back a mitt with him to prove that he was able to travel back in the time. At that point, they go, all right, we figured this out. And you, okay, this is where the disclaimer of the show where I go, look, man, you can nitpick this film a lot. Any time travel movie can be nitpicked. And they right. even bring that point up where they talk about, you know, I think Rhodey says, we can't do this. Remember uh, Back to the Future? We right. can't do this. Hot Tub Time Machine. Yes, hot Tub Time Machine. Great. You know, <laughs> we can't do this. We'll change our future. And then uh, Hulk and Nebula basically say, no, if you go back and change something, it'll create a, um, you change time, it creates a alternate reality that goes in a different direction. There's a better way of putting it by other people that are smarter than me, but essentially the ancient one actually describes it as well, that if you change something in a point in time, you'll create an alternate reality and where it'll go this way, but our, there'll be a main continuum. So can, those who read comic books, it's easier for us to grasp, right? Because yeah. we, we know yeah. alternate realities, right? <laughs> Kind of. So uh, when people nitpick like the time travel stuff, this, that, stop it. There's no such thing as time travels. You don't know. It's all made up. If you're basing your time travel knowledge off of back to the fucking future, then you're wrong too. You don't know. Nobody knows how time travel. Terminator, anybody? (laughs) So you can make whatever time travel theories you want in a movie and just use that. You know what I'm saying? So that, you know, it was interesting that they, that, that, that funny part in the film where they're all like bringing up all these really yeah. <laughs> uh, Bill and Ted hot yeah, time. Machine. Hot time machine was a really obscure one where I was like, I saw that though. Oh, no, that was a great movie. Yeah. yeah. Great movie. They made a sequel. If I recall, yeah. right. Right. They did. So uh, they said, all right, so the plan is, all right, we need to go back in time. We all know. And they all kind of give, you know, they all have been involved in one of those power, the gems, right? So there's a funny scene where Thor goes, yeah, 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 I was involved. There was a whole dark elf and dude, we got a Thor dark world reference. We see Malekith, who, yeah. by the way, is huge right now in War of the Realms. Go read it. It's fucking epic. But anyway, um, War of the Realms, this the actual end battle scene reminded me of something out of War of the Realms, which I'm reading right now. Because everybody's involved, but I don't and just a tangent for those who don't think I read comics. But anyway, um, so we get to see Thor talking about the dark world. It's funny, he goes, eh, It's not really a stone, it's kind of like a gooey red thing that's gooey, inside yeah. of Jane Foster right now, right? Um, so they they hatch up a plan that's like they set up teams, we're all going to retrieve. And at one point, he goes, Dude, do you realize at one point in time, there was three of these things in New York all at the same time? and somebody's like shut the front door yeah (laughs) so at at that point it's some is for some of the funnier scenes happen at at these moments and some of the more poignant scenes as well first thor and rocket head off to asgard 
uh, we're really touching seeing Thor sees his mother again. Obviously, she passed away in Thor the Dark World. Yeah. Um, we see uh, Cap go back uh, and they, they go. And we've known this, that they were going to go back to the Battle of New York because we see um, Ant-Man. Iron Man and uh, Captain America head back to the Battle of New York, and they see it from a different perspective, right? So they mm -hmm. see right when Loki's getting arrested, and they know they have the Tesseract. So it's a scene that we've never seen on film before, where they're taking Loki down from Avengers Tower. Well, it's still Stark Tower back then, and they're giving, and they're going to take the Tesseract, um, and I believe, um, you know, they're saying they're going to take it to S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, or somewhere. But right. then we see Robert Redford come up and goes, no, 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 I am the director. I need to take that. And then uh, it was funny scene as Ant-Man goes into Tony Stark's armor and gives him a heart attack. Right. <laughs> and then Thor is like, I think I can bring you back to life. I think I can do it. So he's like, gives him electricity to him to kind of jumpstart yeah. the uh, Stark armor. Uh, the, the scene with Thor and... Uh, and his mom is really important because it's not just a callback to, you know, him seeing his mom. She knows he's from another time era. Right. She's a goddess, right? She even right. says it. She I was like a witch. She's right. like, I was yeah, raised by witches, you know? Yeah, I know you're from another time era. And she basically gives him the nice, the pep talk that he needs. He needs it, right? He's so beat down on himself. He's so like, you know, I got beat up by the bully mom. I can't do much more, anything, anything good. So I'm just going to get drunk. And it was funny when they first got there, he looked at uh rocket and he goes my father has the biggest wine cellar here you know so he just he wants to go grab a drink and rocket's like no come on we got to do this yeah so rocket is the serious one it's, yeah. and, and you know it's funny is um like it goes back to as as ottawa said it goes back to the thor, thor mythos right the mythos of thor and his hammer in the comics and 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 most recently the last four years of thor comics right he was not worthy to wield molyneux right right who was worthy? It was Jane Foster's cancer character. And she threw, and spoilers, if you haven't read the comics, but Molinar got thrown into the sun, by the way. But I think it'll come back in the end of War Realms. I think that's it. What's up to my boy Big Easy from NY Warriors representing? Uh, comic Brains in the house, Azkaban. Hey, we're going on. We're almost halfway through the first half. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't know I don't know. I know this. It's a three hour movie. I'm trying to cover as much as we can. Um, what my, one of my favorite scenes before the battle scene is the Hulk and the fucking ancient one shows up. Guys, it's some yes. Doctor Strange love, man. I yeah, thought that, that was, was dope, awesome. man. So we get another interpretation of what time is and actually the ancient one being the possessor of the, uh, time gem knows probably more so than others. Right? right. And then we get to see, boom, she fucking straight up punches the goddamn astral form right out of Hulk. Yep. Loved right, it. call back to Doctor Strange. Right, the first film where she does it, yep. and he, and this is ban and this is them not really knowing where they're at. And what's cool is we get to see a perspective of what's going on in the battle of New York. So she's actually throwing down. You see her throwing ships left and right, and then you you know you can pin nitpick and say, well, how come the ancient one didn't help the Avengers? Because you know why? Just like in Avengers: Infinity War, they said our sole purpose in life is to protect the Sanctum from Tenorum and the Time Gem. That's her sole job, and that's what she was doing. She yeah. was protecting the soul gem and the sanctum Sanctorum. So that's why she didn't leave there. But it was cool to see that she was seeing what was going on in New York. So Banner says, he doesn't know who the ancient one is. Remember, she died for any of this. So yeah. he says, I'm looking for Do Dr. Strange. And she already knows Dr. Strange is destined to become the next one because she goes, he's performing surgery, you know, Five 25 blocks, blocks more, yeah. down the street. And he goes, well, I'm going to need that time gem. And then, you know, she <laughs> soul punches them out. Yeah. <laughs> Now he's just floating around. And, you know, you can, we, I, you know, you can try to ascertain what's being said here. But what's cool is she draws a linear line for time, right? And it, this is when it tells you if you change something in time, they show something 
an uh, a alternate reality will spawn off of that right and think about that for later for a second because it blow your mind at the very end about this and then banner actually points to where if i put the time gems back to where they are it will restore the timeline back to where it was now try not to think about it too much because obviously time travel is an abstract <laughs> notion so you know when you know when you say bullshit this is not gonna happen no you're basing your theories off of back to the future and hot the time machine or any other movie right what i read an article is they said the avengers time travel uses the same method or theories of time travel that dragon ball z does so if that makes any sense to you run with that because i don't watch dragon ball z no, so i don't know so yeah um well, they did say, Tim, remember when they, uh, Rhodey did say, well, why don't we just go back and kill, you know, baby Thanos? Yeah, and that's the whole like, kill baby Hitler argument. Baby right? Hitler argument, yeah. absolutely, yeah. right. So you might kill baby Hitler, but then something else could yeah. stem from so, that, absolutely. Uh, and then uh, yeah. probably one of the biggest emotional, right. emotional punches of the film coming up, uh, you already had some emotional jabs, that, you know, kind of made you, oh, but the next one, we got Ronan and Hawkeye. Or excuse me, you get uh, Ronan and Black Widow go to where the Soul Gem is. So we get to see the Red Skull again. So we know what's coming. We know what's coming. There's no way around it, right? And it's good that these two characters are there because they're probably the two Avengers that probably care about each other the most uh, that are alive right now. Right? Thor and Tony Stark, nah, they're okay with each other. But, you know, nothing. They have the most history. Um, so when they realize what they needed to, um, you know, they're going to sacrifice but neither one will let the other one sacrifice for each other. So you get a really cool scene of what you think is going to die. And then somebody had, and then, Oh, uh, what'd you guys think? I mean, that was, you know, I didn't know who was going to go. I didn't know if it was going to be black widow or, or Hawkeye, to be honest with you. I yeah. Was thinking, so I was thinking more so Hawkeye because of the fact that we're getting a Kate Bishop, you know, Disney plus, and the fact that, you know, we're getting a black widow movie, but I guess now are we getting a black widow movie? That's clearly a prequel or is she just trapped in the soul stone and somehow they're going to get her out at some point. What? I mean, that's we, at that point we started thinking that, but I mean, you have to hit the whole movie play out because now you really got to think about it. And you know, if it is a prequel, if it's going to be, well, we'll get to that later. I'm yeah. telling you, it's, if you try to think about it too much, oh, I, know, but, you know, I totally agree. You're trying to think of that while you're watching the movie. Yeah. So. No, if you do, then you you really you do yourself a disservice, right? Of focusing on the film because I just I thought about that and I go, eh, they'll get her out toward the end. And then after the movie, I was like, oh man, what the fuck are they going to do with her? Right? And that's when you really think about. It. Uh, so you know, uh, then we see Nebula and War Machine uh, going to the. Guardians of Galaxy 1, basically, uh, where Peter Quill's right to get, and I believe that's the power gem, uh, if I'm not mistaken, because that's the one that Ronan and the Accuser eventually gets. Yeah, We get to see the scene of him dancing or whatever, and this is where something kind of really interesting happens, where uh, a lot of time travel theories and movies, like if you go back in time and touch your former self, you'll fuck up the timeline, and two things can't exist in the same time period, right? That's another uh, theory of time travel. But this one, it clearly, obviously, uh, Nebula's wireless internet somehow connects with her other being. Yeah, right? you gotta think she's they're stung. on this. It's, the it's the same Wi-Fi password, essentially. Yeah. It is, you know, <laughs> so they has it. So yeah, going on. This is where like the movie really turned for me. It was like, oh shit, Thanos is gonna figure this out. So, so right, you know, they grab the gem, and there's another callback to like a Raiders of the Last Ark where you know right. a war machine goes, Hey, we can't just walk in there, man. Spears are gonna come out and just shoot us with poison darts and shit. Yeah, uh, he so, doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah, you know? so they grab it and they go, You ready? Let's get out of here. Da, da, da. And then boom, he goes away, and then Nebula is stuck there. And I go, Oh shit. Because right before that, you see um 
uh, Gamora, Thanos, and Nebula talking, and she's like, you know, you know, they're gonna talk about what they're gonna do, blah blah blah. And then she starts glitching, and then she shows this thing, and you're like, it show, and then you're like, Thanos already knows. At that point, Thanos knows everything that Nebula has seen. So right. in other words, he's seen himself do the snap, ex you know, destroy half of existence, and he knows that he's gonna do it because that's his belief on time travel that you cannot change the past plus he also doesn't know that they're you know they're going to do this but they knows now where they're all are and they're all going to grab and so basically they've made everything in infinity war much easier for him right he doesn't all he has to do is show up where all the gems are and then he can do it from there right right but i want to say this is a different what's very unique about this is this is a different version of thanos that we have seen so far right we've seen him with the with the pot with the glove and the power stone We've seen him, you know, get his head lopped off. And then we, you know, we've seen him with all the gems. But this version, he doesn't have the, the stones. He has no stones right now. He has nothing. No, so he's just now badass. He's just badass, right? Yeah. He's just, you know, he, he's a genius and he's got, he's big boy. He's got his crew with him. He's got Maw. He's got all his people with him. And this is a different version of Thanos. And I didn't realize that until, you know, we started as a group started talking about it. And I was like, holy shit. Now we're getting another version of Thanos to show how, how badass he is in this. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool. So they, uh, they, they get Nebula, uh, present day Nebula, right? And then uh, she's Nebula, old Nebula is questioning present Nebula. Nebula is trying to warn her. And then she sees Gamora, Gamora. God damn it. I keep on calling her the yeah, giant flying just, uh, turtle from Godzilla because I'm stoked about Godzilla. Stoked I can't wait. About Godzilla. Oh, shit. Everything I see. Anyway, so um, Nebula figures it out and, like, I am going to serve Thanos. And then Nebula even warns. And then she turns to her sister and says, Please, you know, this what he's going to do is wrong. You know, what he's going to do is wrong. So essentially, she, you know, they're actually different parts of her. So she takes like the part of her head that's got the same armor, this, that, and the other. And, you know, so now she's at, her plan is I'm going to travel back. And so they all snap back through the quantum realm and they all show up. And then the next beat is they all notice Black Widow's not there. And that's yeah. another big emotional beat, right? They're like, mm -hmm. you know, Cap, he's, she's been with Cap, you know, Iron Man for the longest time. Um, I want to, when did Iron Man show up? It was prior to this, right? Yeah, uh, Iron Man shows up in his car. He says, "Look, I'll help you guys give Caps a shield." He brings Cap his shield. Yeah, bring Cap the shield yeah. back. He's like, "I can't keep it in the garage anymore." Yeah. So this you is know, when like, he's like, "You know what? Here's what yeah. you guys need to do." They work on the the all the uh, the quantum realm suits, and then when they get so we left that part out. But anyway, we're getting to the good right. stuff. You can't do goddamn everything. You can't do everything. Man. You can't do a yeah. three hour movie in ninety <laughs> seconds, especially when so, we're geeked out as we are. So uh, the next uh, thing is they get all the stones and Tony Stark makes a gauntlet for it. Um, if you think that's impossible, that only an elf could do it, you don't read the comics. Because in the comics, that's your next spec issue. It's a, I forgot which Avengers issue is it, but it's a cover of Tony Stark wielding the Infinity Gauntlet through his armor. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'll tell you right now, actually. Avengers, uh, Avengers Volume 4, Number 12. There you go. That, Ooh, and that on the cover. Look at the it, big brains on Justin. I know. Look <laughs> at the big brains on Brad. So um, <laughs> that issue is, I believe, I want to say it's a Ramita cover. Um, if I'm, if I remember correctly, it's a John Ramita cover. It's Avengers. He's standing there and he's got the Infinity Gauntlet. So you know, Tony Stark is the smartest man in the world. So he built um, the nanotech armor that can handle that. But if a human, uh, I believe they ask who can wield it, right? And Thor goes, I'll do it. You know, whatever's like, ah, man, you're a little shaky right now. We don't yeah, know right. if you should be, because you'll snap <laughs> something and want all the beer in the world as opposed to bringing right. back half the people, you know. Um, and then, you know, Hulk says, you guys seen what it did to Thanos. And Thanos is incredibly powerful. I'm the only one 
that can wield it. Um, so we get a really intense scene of the Hulk putting on the gauntlet. Is there a comic where the Hulk dons a gauntlet? That would be a great spec book as well. Um, I don't think so. Yeah. Maybe somebody in the live chat could scroll in, but I don't think yeah. that ever. Yeah, because that would a Hulk with the Infinity Gauntlet is almost overdoing it. Yeah, know? right. Like that's like that's like volume 13, you know. Yeah. So uh Hulk gets it and his arm is starting to get fucked up, it's going to his head, and then he's able to finally snap it, and it just and it just gets fucked up, and then you just get silence. And Ant Man starts walking out. Um, and he's like, and you see birds chirping. That should have been your first sign. There's more life. Because remember, life. half of life was wiped out. That means animals as well. Right. So, and that's in the that's in the universe too. And that's what yeah. Captain Marvel alluded to. She's like, this yeah. isn't the only planet that's this happened to. This happened through the entire universe, you know. So what was the difference was in cool. Hulk Snap and Tony's Hulk? Well, it was obviously different. I mean, yeah. you can you snap your fingers and it's whatever you want it to do, right? It, it doesn't. Yeah, mean, they even say to him. He says, "You just that's all you need to think about. Just thinking of, just think of everybody bringing yeah. them back now. No changes. They that's what they say exactly to uh, to Banner." Yeah. So uh, at that point, uh, Nebula goes back to the quantum uh, realm, time travel machine, what have you, and she brings back Thanos's giant fucking ship. And yo, this is one of the more impressive things I've seen on the big screen is Thanos mothership raining down missiles on Avengers headquarters and destroying everything. I thought for sure, you know, Hawkeye was going to die at least. He yeah, got no armor. And man, right? he could shrink down to some size. So, but we get a really cool scene. I don't know if it's in the comics or not because it kept on reminding me of the Spider Man issue where he's holding up the thing. But the Hulk is, it could be the famous cover of Hulk holding up the, uh, what's that, Hulk animal? Secret Wars. That, that's what well, it reminds it's, me. It's one of the two. Yeah. It's, the, it's yeah. either the Steranko cover, um, you know, where uh, Hulk battles Ian humans or Secret yeah. Wars. It's been done where- a lot. Put it that way. But, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. He's got a lot of stuff over him. You know what I mean? But that was definitely a reference to those. And if it's a reach for us as comic book fans, so be it. Because those are two very iconic covers. The Secret hey man, Wars. We're giving you full service here. We're giving you spoilers. And we're telling you potential comics you can buy that are a cool little shout out to yeah. uh, the movie. Yeah. Man. R.J. So, Taylor got it right. Secret Wars 4 is like other. Yeah. Yes. Um, so at that point, it's like all destruction is rained down. Cats and dogs living together. We think everybody dies. Everybody slowly comes to. Um, and then they were like. Where's the fucking gauntlet? Of all people, Ronan is the one that grabs the gauntlet. The most right. least powered one grabs <laughs> the gauntlet. You're thinking, why? Um, so re- it's really cool scene uh, that we saw a little bit of in the trailer. So I knew, you know, Ronan uh, was going to. Holy shit. Now I think about it. In that scene, they CGI'd out the, the gauntlet in the trailer. Yeah. yeah where he's right. running through it. They, see, they removed the fucking uh, gauntlet from his hand in that oh, trailer. Um, so he's running through. And what's badass is he's going up the thing and those aliens come out. He straight up slices them in half. And I yeah. was like, all right, all right then. Um, so uh, then it, it becomes this kind of weird cosmic game of football with the uh, the, the thing. And I believe yeah. at one point Ant-Man grows. He has this little scene where he's running through trying to save everybody. And then he, does he grow at that point or during the battle? No, that's just before just before the uh, – at that point when Roninger runs through, the next scene is the three of them meeting yeah. Thanos. So what's cool is Hulk is, is even though he's injured, he's still strong, but that's cool that they kind of depowered Hulk to make the fight a little bit even, but the money shot is Thanos just sitting there. You get Captain America, Thor and Iron Man. I was thinking, Oh my God, somebody's going to die. Somebody's fitting to die. Yeah. I mean, uh, one of the heroes is going to die. This is the culmination of phase one. If you think about 
Captain America, Iron Man, and Thor all had three movies. This is the culmination of that. This is these three, the biggest ones. This is the this is the Trinity of Marvel, right? The DC Trinity is Mar Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. The, right. The MCU Trinity, and even even in the comics. Oh, sorry. My <laughs> um, so this is the Trinity, man. And at one point, there's a nice little speech. And, you know, and, and Thanos is really full of himself. He goes, look, you know, you, you, we hear the speech in the trailer. He goes, I'm inevitable. Right. You know, no matter what you so, do. And then we finally see it. They all power hope. Hope our Thor finally snaps out of it. He gets both hammers, Molyneux and Stormbreaker. Because remember, I forgot to tell you back when he was on Asgard, right before they left, he goes, wait a second. I need to get something. Wait for it. Boom. He gets Molyneux back because now he feels he said basically asked, I want to see if I'm still worthy. And right. then at that point, after his, his mom gave him the pep, pep talk, you know he was worthy. So we got dual fucking hammer swinging yes. for my god. And he has his dope kind of Viking braid. He looks this is the what I picture Thor looks like in medieval times and books when they say, right? Because right. Vikings don't have six-pack abs. And what's cool is they kept them that way. They kept them heavy. Like you thought, like maybe when he got the, one of the when he when he you know reinvigorated himself or when he after he talked to his mom and he got the be on their back and stuff like that, maybe like that all of a sudden it was funny. It was actually very funny because when he got the hammer back, the, his mom said his last words and she's like, eat some salad. <laughs> yeah. And that was real funny. Just mom always getting in the last word. So I just wanted to read For that. Such a serious and emotional film. It was pretty funny too. Yeah. I mean, that's the Marvel right. DNA, right? Some people complain it's too funny, but I, I will tell you this uh, as a person who watches a lot of movies. And when you get into a movie, that's just a little bit too serious and too dire. You need the break you need a, a comedic break every you know 40 minutes or else you're just drained from you know what i mean it's nice yeah. to like ah, nice little comfortable laugh or uncomfortable laugh during something that happens um and this is one of the best fights in all of comic book movies the uh cap uh thor and iron man versus thanos that was an epic fucking battle right. and i knew it was coming I knew it was coming when I just saw Thor with just Stormbreaker. And I was like, where's Molyneux? They showed it just sitting on the ground by itself. Yeah. And then you hear it flying by. And I knew it. That fucking Captain America threw it. That's another <laughs> fucking spec book for you. The first time Captain America wields Molyneux. It's a callback to Age of Ultron when Captain America slightly budges it. But now he's been through some shit. Because you think Thor wielded it and got it back. But what happens is it flew back. And what does Thor say? I knew it. I yeah. knew it. I knew it, right? I knew he was worthy enough, and he gives out a and he, one of the ah, oh, goddamn. No, it's absolutely awesome. It is absolutely awesome. I mean, you know what's really even the best part about this is, is not even was it a callback, but they planted this seed. This is just another seed that they planted so early in Age of Ultron, in which they knew that eventually they were going to do this. So, you know, as a storyteller, as a planner, just to to throw those little things in there, and then just to bring it to fruition in the ultimate battle. Is just it's got my my geekasm going crazy. Right I tell now. you like, what, man the uh, the battle with Captain America with Shield and Hammer versus Thanos was badass. Thanos does this crazy thing like he's spinning Molyneux to that part, and then Captain America does this thing where he uses Molyneux and his shield at the same time. He throws them both and has them bounce off it, and it causes this is a callback to Avengers, where the three are fighting in the forest. What happens? Remember, Cap uh, Thor jumps at. Captain America hits his shield and basically almost decimates half the force because the vibranium absorbs, right? Mm -hmm. So Cap does this and knocks fucking Thanos, but Thanos is still too powerful for him. He basically beats, he bitch slaps Tony, right? 
And then he and he breaks his shield. Boom. That happened in the Infinity Gauntlet, I believe, issue number four or five, maybe three. One of them. Fuck it. It's in all of them. So you'll see it in the scene where Thanos is killing everybody. Thanos breaks Captain America's shield in half. Right. And you're like, man, he's fucked. Right. Justin, did you think he was going to die at this point? At I that did. point, I thought, I thought so, because that's even a callback to a Age of Ultron, because Tony's dream in the beginning, when Scarlet Witch, uh, you know, mind wipes him, he has the broken shield, and everyone's yeah. dead. So I, I, at that point, yeah, I, I thought that was the end for Cap. Yeah, so, Cap, what about you? I, I thought so, too, because, so you know, I. this is where Cap is making his, he's the soldier he is, he gets half yep. a shield, he tightens it up, he goes, I don't give a fuck. And I believe at that moment, we see all the Thanos forces come through. Right, and you're like, yeah. oh man, there's like only six of them. What the fuck? Uh, you know what? Cap doesn't give a fuck. He he's the soldier. He is I'm gonna fight to the very end. Remember what does he say? I can do this. I can do this all day. Oh, That's all day. he said that from since the first Avenger. I can do this all day. Right. And then there's fucking you got giant fucking alien monkey creatures with armor on. You see all the crazy zerglings. If you ever played Starcraft coming attacking, you see the first, uh, the Black Order coming out. Nebula's with them. Fucking all the ships that were in the Battle of New York, all the crazy caterpillar right, the, fucking monsters. Oh, the huge ones that would take and up. looking there, I'm thinking, man, it's like Jon Snow at Battle of the Bastards where you're just like, ah, fuck it, right? And then Cap, here's a little static. Cap coming in. I was like, oh, hell yeah. yeah. It's Cap. And then what? another callback to uh, Winter Soldier. Right, Cap, on your left. On your left. Boom. Immediately, what do you see? You see Dr. Strange little swirly circles. Boom. The first people to walk in are man, Black Panther, Shuri. And I think it was his mom for some weird, odd reason, right? What the fuck is his mom going to do there? I believe it was Black Panther's no, mom. Was, uh, uh, what's her name? Okoye? Uh, okay, it was Okoye and Shuri and Black Panther. With basically all of Wakanda behind him, and then at that, <laughs> I was I my theater was kind of dead. I saw it at five afternoon on Saturday, and there was only a few people plotting. But you know what? I I was straight up going. I was like, yeah, fuck oh, that. Everybody around me, I didn't even care. I was like, yes, yes. And then you see everybody start appearing. You're like, what? You see all the Wakandans. You see all the sorcerers from, you know, because they're, they're creating all these teleportation things. Doctor Strange, Wong, everybody's coming out and then all hell breaks loose. And one of the craziest bat, I, I will see this movie seven times in the theater just for that end battle scene. Right. It, I just want to say it was funny the way, the way it was playing out. Now we're, though, so and then the Guardians came out and then Spider-Man came out. And when they were running towards each other, I almost said to myself, my God, they're going to end the movie right here. Like I thought the minute they clashed, they were going to end it. And then you kind of left it like the Sopranos or something like that. But uh, they, I, they exceeded all. I had no yeah. idea this was going to happen. We never speculated that this was going to happen. Nobody speculated that this was going to happen. And everybody had some time to shine. Yeah. Fucking Valkyrie on her, on her winged war horse. Uh, mm -hmm. The rescue armor, the scene with her and Iron Man going back to back, yes. which is it. No, the rescue armor for is called a rescue armor for a reason. It doesn't have a lot of offensive capabilities. Right. But this, she went full on nanotech and she was fucking shit up. And that's a callback to Iron Man three, where she temporarily puts on Iron Man's oh, armor. So, yeah. Remember that when she yeah. gets stunk with the extremist stuff, uh, the right. extremist uh, and whatever. Is this that's when Ant Man goes into Giant Man? Right. Is that when he goes big? He goes big at this he point. He goes big and knocks out one of the ships. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then at one point, Ronan like comes out and goes, "Oh shit, I got the Infinity Gauntlet," and he's like running through. And at one point, Black Panther goes, "Give it to me," 
You know, he's like, I can, I can take this. I can absorb the power. And then at one point he hands it off to Peter Parker in a full blown spider armor. And if you, if you recall it, you know, the crowd was kind of loud, but if you remember, he puts his armor into kill mode, which he's, he did by accident in uh, uh, Spider-Man homecoming, but he's getting surrounded by all the Zerglings and he goes kill mode. And all these tentacles start just fucking dudes up left and right. Just like chick, 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 chick. And then um, Thanos, I believe, fucks him up and is getting close to the gauntlet. And that's when uh, we get somebody says, hey, we got a blip coming in from outer space. Fucking Captain Marvel. What did you think about that? Just that appearance. That, that was really good. I mean, I, I didn't expect that to happen right then and there. But, uh, uh, you know, everyone's like, you know, what are they firing? What are they firing? At? And you just see this overpowered Captain Marvel go through that ship. And come down and, and give that assist to everyone. And hey, that that is the way that she's going to be. So, right. For, I mean, for all the haters who thought like Captain Marvel was going to be the one that defeats, you know, I was thinking that, that you know people were, the detractors were going to say that. But you know what's what's cool is um, she fights him, but he fucks her up. He punches yeah, yeah, her like yeah, 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 he yeah. Her hella far. Right, right. Um, and uh, basically, they're all. Thanos gets a hold of the gauntlet, right? And they're like, stop him, stop him. It's like, boom, it's like Infinity War all over again. We've, right. we've gone this far and the fucker's got it again. I was like, <laughs> at this point, I don't know where the movie's going to go, really. Uh, I yeah. don't know if Thanos is going to snap again. And then sure enough, Tony like jumps on him with his armor. Remember, the gauntlet is made out of Tony Stark's nanotech. Right. So Tony Stark grabs a hold of him as soon as he can. He gets thrown off to the side. And Thanos goes, snaps, like, what? And he turns around. The gems are gone. Cut to Coney Stark. Boom. What does he say? Call back to Iron Man number one. I am Iron Man. Snap. Yeah. And then all the fucking little guys start falling apart and dusting away and dusting away and dusting away. And then I was like, oh, man. Oh, wow. That was amazing. I didn't pee throughout the whole entire film either. No, I I do want to mention, though, what I thought was cool was um, Scarlet Witch. When Scarlet Witch came down, and she's like, I got nothing left to lose. And she's using all her power. She was pissed because she killed oh, Vision. She was pissed, yeah. boy. I mean, that's like a pissed wife. That's you know, Oh, and also, shout out theory. to A-Force, man. You guys see that scene? Yeah. yeah A-Force is the All Avengers team. Uh, and there's a great scene. You got every female superhero in the MCU. You got Wasp. You got Valkyrie. They all have this quick little shot. And they're like, we'll pay the way for you, right? And then you know, they go in. They start fucking shit up. Valkyrie was really dope to me. Anytime I could see Pegasus flying through the fucking air, fucking people. I was right, like, right. You know, With a chicken, a giant sword. I'm going to get dinged for this for too much cursing, but I don't give a fuck. It was awesome, man. <laughs> um, I'm seeing it again on Saturday. So, uh, uh, I, yeah. But like, yeah, like you said, the A-Force thing. Because, yeah, so Captain Marvel comes down and uh, Peter's just, you know, beaten up after uh the bombardment and he's just like he's like he goes hi he's like i'm peter parker and then she goes hi peter parker and that's when she gives him the goal and he's like you want to take that from you and then she takes it and uh she's like you sure you're gonna be able to get through this and uh okoye goes she's got help and that's when you see gamora scarlet yeah. Witch, you know, all them just very nice up. fan service and payback very i mean shout out to you russo brothers and kevin feige i mean to make a movie as satisfying as this is just, I didn't know if it was possible. People are going to hate it. People, you know, detractors are going to take, you know, the only thing you could really nitpick on it is the time travel stuff, you know, for this, that, but for everything, if you've been invested in these films since uh, Iron Man one, I think you were incredibly satisfied. If you followed every little Easter egg that they gave to you, you gobbled it up and loved it. Right. Cause yeah. it gave you everything. They were fucking referenced the dark world for God's sakes, and that's right. one of the least. You yes, know and I mean? Now you're gonna go back and watch it. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like you know. So at so. that point, you know, this is one of the more touching scenes. 
uh, Iron Man is like, he's fucked up, right? We saw what it did to Hulk. And Tony Stark, even though his armor is still just a human, a really touching scene with him and Peter Parker. You know, we already described how he felt responsible for Peter Parker, but now he's brought him back to life. Um, you know, Tony Stark got to live his life. I think Pepper Potts alludes to something like that. You know, really nice emotional scene with them. Tony Stark's snap what somebody's asking us. He used his snap to wipe out Thanos and his entire crew. That's what yeah. he did. Um, and then uh, Tony Stark passes away. Really, really cool. Uh, his light just flickers off. That's it. That's all we needed, right? Yeah. Oh, that's a fade to that's a fade to black. That's the classic cinematic fade to black, right? Right. Um, and then we, eyes. doesn't she close his eyes? Yeah. Really incredible scene after that is the the funeral of Tony Stark in his lake house, where every single star of the MCU was there, even the little kid from Iron Man three. That was that tall fucking kid standing in the background. That was the kid. In Iron Man three, that helped him with his armor. The garage. Oh, yeah. If you look, if you watch it again, it's funny because they're all in their own groups for their own franchise, right? The Guardians yeah. are together. You see Ant Man, uh, Hank Pym, Ant Man, and and his family all together. It's like these little things, and they all go back. And then in the very back is uh, Captain Marvel, who's kind of just standing there stoically. You know, she's the last one. So I don't. I, when I see it again, I'm going to see if it's in order of how the films are done. How the movie know. came out. Right, yeah. right, right. And then we see Nick Fury. Yeah. Nick Fury comes up. up from the side. Right. Uh, and then there's an, and then, you know, it's the classic Viking funeral flowers going through the water. You know, well, not really, they didn't you know light it on fire or anything, but um, there's a nice scene also between um, Clint Barton and Scarlet Witch where, you know, I really wish she could see this right now. He's referring to um, um, Black Widow and okay. then Scarlet Witch is referring to vision. Like, you yeah. know, I wish he could see this too. Uh, and then, um, then you know that cuts to another it's almost like a lord of the rings ending I, it was like man i hope they don't stretch this out too long but man it was just right. perfect the way they did it yeah. uh next is you know they finally figure hey we need to put the gems back to where they were in time so cap says i'll do it right i can do this <laughs> he's just like yeah molner's nothing now i'm just gonna hang just fuck it. i just pick it up and walk around i will go back to all the different times and i will put the gemstones back in their place what's interesting is I forgot to talk about is Tony right when they all the heroes come back. Peter Parker like tells Tony, he goes, Oh my god, I can't believe it. We were fighting Thanos and then I was snapped, and then I was just in this weird dream, and I just woke up and I'm here. So I don't think they aged while they were gone, uh, while they were yeah. stuck in the soul gem or whatever, right? Because there's another scene where um he goes back to school and he sees Ned again, and it looks like he and Ned are both the same age, but then there's like a lot of other kids that are there. So I don't know if it was a reunion. So we'll find out. Very shortly, when Spider-Man Far From Home, I will assume the beginning of Far From Home will talk a little bit about the events of that. And you got to think he's going to pay some type of homage to uh, Tony Stark. Yeah. Um, and Cap says, I'm going to go back in time and I'm going to fix everything. I'm going to put everything back like, you know, what the Hulk and the Ancient One talked about. We're going to borrow this and then we're going to put all the gems back to where they were in time so that the, 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 no, there aren't major alternate timelines. All right. And he goes, all right, Tony, we'll see you in the five seconds. Tony's not back. Tony, nope. And you see, you know, and then I immediately saw him on the bench. I go, that's old man fucking Cap. I already yep. know it. You know, I already know it. I read comic books. I know that's old man Tony uh, Captain. Captain you know. America. Yeah, yeah. So you know, we see him there, and it's nice. They don't actually tell you what happened, but he just says a ring, and then he says, uh, you know, and then uh, another major scene is Cap giving the shield to uh, Falcon. Falcon. Uh, a lot of people I know, Justin was a little disappointed, didn't give it to uh, Winter Soldier. 
But in the MCU, Winter Soldier is a crazy serial killing assassin that the world knows is, and I don't think they would want him to be yeah, Captain right. America, right? That, that probably, especially a Russian assassin, you know, I don't know if that would play well. Uh, so, you know, Falcon seems to be the natural choice. He was in the military and in the comics. That's another speculation book when uh, Falcon becomes Captain America for a while. Um, right. So we get to see now more technology of aging. We had de-aging, de-weighting. Now we have fucking, we had fat suit Thor. So now we have old uh, Captain America who says, you know, I just had to go and live my life. Now don't try to think this through too long because if you do, you're going to get thrown for a loop now. Yeah. Because he went back in time and he lived his life, which uh, I believe Tony Stark told him, you know, you never got to live your life, you know, go live your life, something like that. Right. So it cuts to a beautiful scene with him and Peggy Carter. He, he finally got to get that dance. He got married. He probably had kids, but it, it takes place and it looks like the late 40s or something. Yep. Late 40s. I was looking at the cars very carefully. I know my cars, goddammit. Those are. <laughs> Late 40, 47, 48, uh, right around there. Not 50s yet. That looked like 40s and plus the music they were playing. Wasn't rock and roll, but, you know, Cap isn't a rock and roll guy. He's right. Like, it was more like, guy. yeah. Um, and so that was just a great scene, too. Cap got to live his life. Now, if you're thinking, how did Cap go back, place a time, Jones, and then live in this timeline? Because it would have splintered off into a separate reality if he would have married Peggy Carter. Now... I also think that he still has the ability to travel in time and maybe just maybe, and I, I let, it's wide open like this. Maybe he time traveled to that time to tell them and give Falcon the shield. If you think about it a little bit too much, you know, it's cool fan service either way, but if you, you know, that's why I'm telling you, don't try to think about it too much. Cause time travel right. doesn't exist. But but what what I want to chat room make you think about it. Cause I didn't think about that as far as, no. you know, because then you also think about that there's two caps in that timeline, one's frozen and one's right. Him. But what I, what really brought me to justice with that is that you know, Captain America, what he went through, we saw everything that he went through. He was frozen in time, he was a man always out of time, he never really belonged there. And this was him like just doing what he wanted to do. He got his girl, he got his dance. It was very, very peaceful to me. You know, yeah, I, I teared up on that because yeah, uh, I'm getting a little tear right now. Guys, I'm getting a little tear right now. You I mean, guys, it was very. I tell you guys, thirty minutes ago, right yeah. before this, I saw Captain America: The First Avenger and Civil War. So I, at the very end of First Avenger, where he's like, you know, hey, save that dance. I'm gonna get it. You know, and then that. So go back and watch Captain America: The First Avenger, which is a great movie, by the way. Joe Johnson kills it in that movie. Cap's right about to sink into the ship. And then he dies. He gets frozen. He wakes up. And, you know, and then uh, during the post credit scene is Nick Fury telling him, Cap, you've waken up and it's 40, 50 years later. Right. And then Cap tells him, he goes, uh, uh, he says something like, uh, I promised somebody a date or I had a date. And it, yeah. it's always bringing back to Peggy Carter. Peggy That's Carter. why. And when I saw Civil War or excuse me, Winter Soldier, right after uh, First Avenger, he sees Peggy Carter on her deathbed. And she's, yeah. I'm sorry, she's the one that tells him you never got to live your life. Right. Right. So that's why this scene was extra emotional for me because it went Cap's full story is full circle. Right. We may not have seen it, but he got to live his life. And if Chris Evan wants to come back, the Rooster Brothers have another movie, Captain America and the Howling Fucking Commandos after World War II. Right. Oh, that's already been late. I mean, that, that's not in the works. We're not even starting rumors like that, but that would be just saying, phenomenal. It's possible. Oh, it's, it's absolutely possible. possible. Absolutely. Also, to uh thor is <laughs> a funny scene you know it's good that they didn't end it just totally somber like thor's right. like i'm gonna go hang out and then what does he say 
hey, look at us. The Asgardians of the Galaxy. Now, yeah. There is the Asgardians of the Galaxy comic book, which is a totally different team, but still a great book to spec on. So Thor, here's here. Let's go full circle. Guardians of the Galaxy 3. My guess will have Thor in it because you know why? Think of Thor 165 and Thor 166, which I have both of. Who is Thor fighting on that cover? Adam Warlock. Him. That's right. Adam fucking Warlock will be in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Way back when, God Kevin. damn, you heard it right here. James Gunn, way back when, said I Adam Warlock is not going to be in the Infinity movies. I'm saving him for Guardians of the Galaxy 3, which takes place after all of them. So, I Thor, that's the cover right there. That's the classic fucking cover, man. Go out and get him because I have mine. <laughs> so, yeah. so I Thor is already Chris Hemsworth is already. Hey man, if they want me to come back and play Thor, I'll be more than happy right. to play Thor. Adam Warlock is incredibly powerful, and only Thor can take him. Yeah. So I that is gone full circle. That is the closest you will get to uh, the end teaser trailer or to end teaser right. credits. I can't even talk anymore. No, no. Damn. But I'll talk for a second. <laughs> there were no end credits, so that was good because that gave us a conclusion. What? Um, at the very end, yeah. there was the uh, hammering uh, of three hammers. So okay. it was the noise of Iron Man 1 where he's building his armor in the cave. Okay. So if you hung around, you heard it. going, And it was exactly three. Okay. So people were just saying it could be for the first three phases or it was an ode to Tony Stark and building his right. hammer for all three of his movies. So right, pay attention right. to that when you see it. it's not there. What's no, really cool about the end credits, if you stuck around for them, is the signature of all the major Avengers, right? Yes, right. So it was like signing a comic book. That's it right. Was, or signing off or saying, you know, we've done everything we can and we're giving this our seal of approval. You know, it's ultimately it was it was a love letter to fans of Marvel MCU, more so Marvel just in general. If you read the comics and the movies and you got all those, you know, all the little Easter eggs, the 616, Captain America, uh, Iron Man with the gauntlet, everything. Right. It was it's such a fan service and love letter to the fans that and. And I, what I sum it up in one word, it was satisfying. It wasn't satisfying. And it, I did not, it, I, I left there not wanting. I wasn't sad or depressed because I was like, you know what? That was perfect. I, right. They ended it on a perfect note. I mean, yep. I don't know how the fuck they even did that, but they did it. Yeah. I, I, there's two things that, you know, as we're wrapping it up, I just wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about one, the Stan Lee cameo, you know, when he's driving uh, by the oh, military base. Piece yep. of love, straight Big, up 70 stand. Yep. Straight up 70 stand with a license plate that said enough said. And, you know, in that same point, I wanted to bring up with um, when Tony Stark met um, his father. And at the end, you see uh, Howard Stark getting in a car with Jarvis. And That's a nod to the uh, TV shows that yes. the MCU has never done. Who would have right. thought it would be Jarvis from Agent Carter? Absolutely. You know, and that also alludes to when we met Jarvis in the movies. Jarvis was an AI. He wasn't, you know, then he became vision and stuff like that. But we know as comic book fans that Jarvis was the real butler in the Avengers mansion. And, you know, Jarvis was really Tony Stark's only true friend, probably, I want to say, but growing up. And, you know, Tony Stark kept Jarvis alive through the AI. And yeah, we didn't even talk about that. Like that. The, the great scene between Tony and Howard Stark, where yeah. he finally got to speak to him as an adult, right? And, you know, right. in, in the stage of where he's just about, Howard Stark is just about to have his kid. And Tony Stark is, uh, I just went through parenthood. And it's like the, the shoe is on the other foot now. He, right. know, the son is telling the father how he had to deal with it. And, you know, yeah. he got to see his father 
a totally different light. And then there was that awkward hug and a gay. Okay, because this yeah. was like this is 1970, right? Men weren't in touch with their feelings where nowadays everybody daps each other up and hugs each right. other, right? You know, men were men back then. We yeah. shook hands firmly, like, looked each other in the eye, and they smelled of old spice and yeah. and, and and scotch and Ron Burgundy. <laughs> but you know, it was a funny little scene. We didn't even talk. Oh, I, I have to bring this up. You gotta I bring forgot. I have yep. to bring this up. The other little Easter egg. Um, pay attention next time you go. Uh, which is a great scene too, by the way, is Cap realizes he's, uh, as soon as I see, it just says, when he closed the door, it just says T-E-R. I said, that's fucking Peggy Carter. He's in our office. And sure enough, Cap sees her and he's like, you know, you're heartbroken for him because he knows he can't talk to her because he, he can't fuck with the timelines. That's what he's thinking, right? And if you pay it, to me, I was so emotionally invested in that, I didn't even know about it. But apparently, um, she says to somebody, Braddock is missing. Braddock is out of action or something. Braddock. Okay. If we put up together our thinking caps, Marvelites, she's British. Braddock, Captain Britain. Wow. Captain Britain has been specked on. Justin, did you pick that up? No, no, I did not. I did no, not hear it. Pay attention next time you go and when you buy the DVD, it'll probably turn on subtitles so you can pick up what she's saying. So right. she says Braddock and people have said, some sites have said, oh, could it be? It's like, of course it is. Who else's name? Why would they drop the name Braddock at all? It's yeah, fucking right, Captain right, Britain. Exactly. If you remember, there was some spec about Captain Britain uh, like four or five months ago. This is going to that thing I tell you. Somebody who makes the movie knows something. You tell somebody who collects comics and they start buying things up and that's how things get hot. Right. right. And that book nope. got hot for a quick minute. Got hot for a quick minute. And it's going to spike again because he goes, Braddock is either he's, uh, she says, something like he's missing or he's on the case or he's something like that. He's uncounted. He's un he's uncounted for it. So this is the 70s. So, you know, Captain Britain can be coming down. That would be really crazy. I mean, if you think Iron Man, like who wants to see an Iron Man movie? People are thinking the same thing. Like who wants to see a Captain Britain movie? But right. hey, people, will, they'll make it. And I think that's all the Easter eggs. Oh, oh, it's a lot, man. Whew, there's, there's a lot, lot of stuff. There's stuff. So, yeah, hopefully, the second time you watch it now, once you that's why after you see a movie, get all the spoilers. So when you see it a second time, you can look out for them. And it, and then you'll be like, oh, you know what I mean? Because you know, I was really like into this film, so it was hard for me to like just notice everything. Second time going through, I'm gonna try to take it in all invisibly and audibly. So uh let's do it. What's your CGC grade, Justin? Uh I give it a 9.0. Yeah, 9.0. Right. Blue label, blue label, and what about you, Otto? Oh, I gave it a nine eight, nine eight signed by Stan and signed by Stan and Jack. So, All I right. it, yeah, I give it a uh, near gem mint, man. I give it a nine point nine yellow gold fucking label signed by Stanley, Jack Kirby, Steve Ditko, and Kevin Feige because Kevin Feige did something incredible. I don't know what's going to happen, but in Feige, we trust in case that man in a protective, whatever time capsule. So nothing bad can happen to him. Uh, but yeah, AG surfer agrees with me. 9.9. I meant yeah. I, I had such high expectations for it and it met them all. That's why it has such a high grade for it. You know, if you, if I set the bar really high and you meet it and surpass, I didn't think it would be surpassed to be honest with you. I mean, the first two hours are slow. If you're not invested in the MCU, right? But if you are invested in MCU, seeing all the films, I think the first two hours are pretty cool because especially when they start going back and seeing other parts of themselves. Now I'm thinking to myself, wait a second, did they refilm this or is this something that they just right. took out of the original films? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like when they're on uh, whatever the planet that they do the Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one, like you see Star-Lord in a different camera angle and you think it's really just them playing off from the movie, but it's not. And there's a time where 
he, there's no music and Peter Quill's singing and, you know, War Machine and Nebula are right there. So it's them actually, re, you know, redoing that scene. So and is that Natalie Portman or is that Natalie Portman beef footage that they already had laying around? Uh, yeah. I think that's Natalie Portman. Yeah, because remember you was like, "Hey, she's see." I was like, "Hey, she's gonna, she's at the premiere." I was like, "Man, everybody's at the premiere." I don't yeah, think no, I think that was it. I think all those people showed up for that. I think, I think you could get them all there. I think all yeah. those, you know, um, I, th I definitely think that was her. And what's amazing, we didn't even talk about the premiere. The premiere was at the LA Convention Center. That's how big it was. I believe it was six thousand seat. They built a Dolby Cinema, seventy foot wide projector screen, seventy in, feet. Oh my god! In Dolby, and it was six thousand, either two or six thousand, but obviously much bigger than anything you would see in. A, it's like, you know, bigger than IMAX, right? You get that yeah. many people. I'm trying to think how big. I, I think IMAX is like seven, eight hundred people can fit in the IMAX theater. Yeah, but that is the biggest premiere ever in history of films. I mean, they went big for everything. Um, right, and, and it right should now, be though. And right now, I think it's like. Critics are 95, 96%. Fans are like 94%, you know, uh, Rotten Tomatoes. So they did it financially. They did it critically. I mean, you know, I think, hey, give fucking Robert Downey Jr. Uh, an Oscar for this since it was his kind of swan song. Really? Yeah. I mean, it was really his his movie. It was about, you know, his arc. He, since he started this and he, it, if Iron Man 1 failed, what would have happened? This, well, yes, exactly. And this is also... Um, uh, a coup de gras to his as a professional actor. You know what I mean? He lasted through this whole thing. He started from day one. He laid through all these movies and, you know, he ended up dying in the movie. And so, you know, kudos to him for seeing it all the way through and not, you know, being like, Oh, I'm not doing this. Like it really, you know, I heard of one story that after Iron Man one came out and reinvigorated his career that like the top of his Christmas tree was like the Iron Man helmet. You yeah. know what I mean? Instead that of the angel. It was... his career, I mean, you know, now he's Sherlock Holmes. So I hope he does more Sherlock Holmes, but you yeah. know, so there's all kinds of other things that can happen now. So we already know it's going to be Eternals, Black Widow, Shang-Chi, um, a bunch of things on Hulu, Disney plus. I mean, man, it's, it's booming and it's way to just end everything and then start off in a whole new world. It's almost perfectly timed. Yeah, no, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. Endgame, it. They did this shit on purpose. They yeah. had Endgame come out. They finished the deal with Fox. They did the Hulu stuff. They did all this. It's like, man, Feige, you're a fucking genius. It's <laughs> all perfectly timed. It's perfectly timed. Endgame ended. Now they want the people want it more and more. It's like they gave him an eight ball and they said after they snorted it off, they go, okay, boy, boom, you can get three ounces now, but you have to wait. <laughs> right. That's a horrible reference. Kids don't do drugs. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, any last words, Justin? Guys, from 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 me, I mean, let me tell you, this is the past hour and a half. You guys got to give it up to Tim for for just doing running this off the cuff. I These mean, things got me fucking exhausted when I do. Yeah, I, I, Tim, I, I gotta I gotta give you kudos for the past hour and a half doing this, man. One hundred percent. There better be tons of thumbs up in these. That's right. Um, yeah, just. Sub up to this, man. Tim, you did a great job. Sub up to Three Men in a Basement. We'll talk more in detail. Um, not like this, but we'll just give more now that we've seen it. And that's all I got, man. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Justin. Otto, any last yeah. words? 
No, this was great. You know, this was two weeks coming. We have, you know, been chatting about this for a long time. Uh, when Ryan gets back on, we're going to bring it up with him again. But, you know, we've had over 60 people in the live chat hanging out with us, enjoying us. This would be great. That's Kevin's a lot of people. Us. Normally, when we do these spoiler reviews, we don't get yeah. a ton of people because, right. you know, a lot of people haven't seen the movies or whatever. Yeah. I think the biggest one I ever gotten was uh, when I destroyed Batman vs. Superman. Right. went <laughs> <laughs> to every single scene right. in that. Yeah. Oh, that was torture. I, I don't really review bad movies like you ever i'm like kevin smith he even said in his last video i like everything because you don't see the stuff that i don't like exactly i don't don't talk about negative stuff i don't go and do trailers or comic books and just trash it you know and i want to celebrate what i like and what i don't like hey like my mom said if you have nothing good to say don't say anything at all. nothing about it so yeah so this has been great you know tim has been he just ripped it for 90 minutes gave you the great breakdown we tried to we gave you a little bit of our insight so it's been a great show so shout out to all the lords of the long box family out there that's been watching it sub up to three men in the basement we've got another show coming up this weekend uh we're getting uh we're getting my boy burke nasty from instagram he's going to join us and Stick around in June because we're going to have a birthday party on the Three Men in the Basement channel That's for right. Otto. We're going to get everybody together for this one. So We're going big for Otto's birthday. That's right. Uh, it's going to be go big. So I'll be uh, on vacation next week. So we will be back uh, a week from – we'll be back on the – 15th. We the 15th. Yeah, we'll be back yeah. on May 15th. Our boy uh, Ryan will be back. So we're going to get the old original crew back there, recharge after vacation. Uh, thank you all for watching. Once again, if you want a t-shirt, more like the one Otto's wearing. That's anyway, right. uh, go to thegeekyswagshot.com. You can get your Lords of Longbox t-shirts now from small up to 4XL in white, blue, and black. Uh, use the discount code of L-O-T-L-B and get 15%. And that price is $25 is including the shipping costs. So that's $25 ship. But if you use the uh, L-O-T-L-B discount code, you'll get additional 15% off. And it roughly comes out to about $21 shipped for a Lords of the Longbox t-shirt. Um, so give up our boy at the Geeky Swag Shop. Give him some love. You want a shirt? Uh, look at some other merchandise. They got some great statues, some shirts, socks, all that's kinds of cool stuff. stuff. But if you want yourself a Lords of the Longbox shirt, you guys have been asking Go over there and rep it because remember, it's not we are the lords. We're all lords of our own long box. That's why it's lords, not L-O-R-D. It's lords, plural. And with that, boys and girls, I bid you adieu. Keep digging in them long boxes and peace out. Go see Endgame. It's dope.